The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio, Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on scmsynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes. Love that part, uh, considering it's somewhat social in nature the way you get to this stuff. Social media plays an increasing role in you know a lot of the interactions we see clearly. Uh, right now, I think uh, what we're doing is we're going to discuss uh, Jeremiah Owings, a web strategist basically known for his role at Forrester. Um, what he wrote in a post last week in his blog, webstrategist.com slash blog, and there's a hyphen between web strategist, uh, called Matrix, Companies Should Factor Social Influence into Total Customer Value. Now, having read that, and clearly saying the matrix and the table and everything he puts, I can understand why if I am able to influence a 1,000, 10,000 people, uh, why I would actually contribute to your company's value. An army of those followers has got to be valuable. Well, certainly that's the whole idea behind celebrity endorsements in the first place. I mean, that's why you want to get your you know, fancy bag into the hands of a celebrity so that when they're seen walking around town and getting their picture taken, that everybody who is already influenced by them will say, I must have that bag. It's the hot new thing. And then your, you know, small little boutique explodes. So it's not a new concept, but I think he's got an interesting idea in how do you factor it in and how do we identify who the influencers are now that it's not just a celebrity. Right. Well, somebody with a lot of followers in their own community could be a celebrity. I mean, even in Internet marketing, there's a lot of people that a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. I don't think celebrity is necessarily the right word, but it certainly is that there are pe- everybody knows Danny Sullivan. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I, I would think that every community would have its own. Certainly, you have people with a lot of followers. Right. Um, I think also you need to identify not just who the kind of end influencer is, right? So you get something into Danny Sullivan's hands and he tweets about it. But you get something into the hands of someone that Danny listens to and then Danny tweets about it. It's a two-step process, but it's worth knowing who those 
pre-influencers are. It's worth knowing which communities are influencers for you. Mm-hmm. It's it like I said. I don't think this is a new thing, but I think that looking at the idea that it's a social network, it's a social community, is a really important one. When people join a social community. I don't know that their first action is to go hunt down a celebrity. <laughs> I don't think, oh, I think I'll get on the web and become somebody's fan. I, somehow I don't think that's the way it really evolves. But I think that after a while you decide who is trustworthy. And that level of endorsement, I think, is really going to carry a lot of weight. And especially if you can tweet about something and say, I'm thinking about this or this, what do you think? And you get 43,000 responses within the next two seconds. Um, that's going to influence your your buying decision. And that really is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, that crowdsourcing of the knowledge is, is kind of a, also one of those new things that, that's out there. It's almost the reverse of the celebrity idea. Where with the celebrity, it's one person who's the influencer. Now it's the many who are the influencer. The person who turns you on to your favorite TV show is your best friend, not the person who's in the TV show. What about the risk of alienating people that are just not influencers? I mean, I will see tweets of complaints to customer service departments and then replies or then like follow-up things about yes i got my reply or my you know request looked at right away that was awesome but sometimes i see wow still no reply like Mm -hmm. right well and i think that that's part of identifying the fact that influencer is larger than it used to be right it used to be if a celebrity didn't get what they want they kicked and screamed and got it now Everyone can kick and scream and get what they want. Or so, maybe not. Or, yeah. or at least get a response. And, I mean, we've talked about this a million times on the show. The idea that, that Twitter is a great marketing channel for responding to customer complaints. But factoring it into, like I said, the lifetime value. Now you have to, you know, when people say, well, what's the ROI on being on Twitter? That's it. It's building the customer's lifetime value. So let me, if I have a lot of followers, the most important thing to me is my follower with a lot of followers, right? The problem is you can go out and get followers. You can do things to encourage people to follow you. Is the number of followers an accurate number? Is it easily manipulated? Can you cheat your way through the system and appear to be more valuable than you really are? Well, yeah. Um, I don't think that you can trust that just because someone has a lot of followers that they're therefore a worthwhile person. I think you need to look at the level of engagement with that person. If I have 400 followers, but we all are talking all the time, that's 400 people who are constantly talking about whatever the topic is. If I have 7,000 followers, but only 30 of them are engaged in talking about it, the 400 followers are more valuable. Yeah. It's, but you, you don't know that until you look into the, the actual um, person. So really what you need to be monitoring is conversations, I guess, is the... Yeah. The, the, Velocity. The, the, the community. And, yeah, and the not, community. And not the, not the person. 
It sounds like a lot of work. Um, and in Jeremiah's post, he does kind of point to a future where um, some of this stuff will, there will be some tools that can help us determine a, pers- a customer value based on influence. I look forward to that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I think that we're not quite there yet. It's time for a quick break, but don't go anywhere or head over to the chat room. That works too. Uh, there's more SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, makes its way to Denver, June 21st through 23rd. Register today at AFFCOM2010.com. AFCON 2010 is different from those other affiliate trade shows designed for the affiliate manager, where you can pay up to $1,500 just on a single registration. That's why AFCON 2010 offers you an alternative, a show that's free for affiliates, not to mention over 80% of our attendees are affiliates. AFCON 2010 brings you a wide range of sessions, essential for significant affiliate marketing achievement. Plus, we are proud to be working with Search Engine Strategies to present an additional day of all new Search Engine Marketing sessions and tracks. Add unbeatable nighttime networking, capped off by WebmasterRadio.fm's annual affiliate bash, and you have the complete affiliate trade show experience for free. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates. June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCOM2010.com. That's AFFCOM2010.com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. Affiliate Wire. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm here with Shannon Poole, and she is now helping with business development here at Bruce Clay, Inc., a lot of people in the industry probably recognize Shannon from search conferences over the years. And with SMX West happening next week, we wanted to talk a bit about what we're looking forward to at the show. Um, I'm really excited to uh, see you on Monday. That's when we arrive. Um, go ahead and set up the booth for all the events that are going on next week. Um, so I'm really happy to be, be on board and helping out Bruce Clay with business development. Very cool. Um, so when you have been at a show, where do you think, what, or how would you recommend a business go about trying to um, mix up some, some 
interest there at the show? Is it better when you're at the booth and you have all these resources available to you or when you're out, you know, among the uh, out in the conference hall kind of mixing uh, with people? Well, there's going to be um, lots of different events um, to be able to capture potential clients. Um, this year, we're going to be having a sales team at the booth. So when people have specific questions, we can um, you know, show them directly some of the, the tool sets. We also have the um, panels that Bruce will be on himself. Um, at different shows, we will also be having, and I do believe the first training show that we're going to be having is SES New York coming up. Um, that's an opportunity to catch some clients, and then obviously the social networking events and wandering around the show floor and just doing basic networking. So we are going to be all over the place um, talking to people and at that point uh, hopefully scheduling and engaging that potential customer so we can set up a, um, a meeting with them right at the show or do an instant follow-up so right when they get back to their respective offices on that following Monday that they'll be able to um, have Bruce Clay contact them and schedule a meeting. We're really excited about all the different networking opportunities and business development opportunities we have upcoming at SMX West. I know one of the big visibility points for us is speaking on panels. Do you think that has um, a place as far as business development goes, or what are the benefits of getting somebody from your organization uh, as a speaker? Well, I think it's it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, obviously, people do attend these events to learn more about the industry. Um, if somebody is speaking uh, on a panel specifically and it is um, engaging in one particular niche and a customer wants in and wants to learn a little bit more about that niche and you have the opportunity to grab and grab and you know capture them as a client where they want to talk about PPC, SEO, inter, you know basic internet marketing needs. So you can and grab them and engage them at that direct point. So I think it definitely does have some benefits. I mean, people are there to learn. People are there to do networking and grow their businesses. So that's why these all events happen. And I think it's that's certainly one way that I'm going to hopefully be able to filter out and capture potential clients for Bruce Clay as well. When you are at an event that's not as much educational related, say one of the after hours events, how do you kind of gauge a person's interest or what signs do you look for as far as if they're looking more like a business opportunity rather than just a, a personal conversation? Definitely if they um, inquire about specific needs and events um, that are um, coming out of your business or what your business has to offer, if they are direct and consistent, then they're definitely a lead. And at that point, I will collect their information and um, engage them immediately with somebody from the sales department as a quick follow-up. So you can definitely tell if someone's there to just, uh, you know, have the gift of gab and talk um, or if they're actually using these networking events to continue to further their knowledge in the industry and, and grow their business as well. So it's, it's, it's pretty easy to tell. But then again, you, sometimes you'll get that, that one individual that says, hey, I had a, a glass of wine with you, but I never did get a chance to follow up with you and your company, and I would like to find out more information. So it is, I mean, it's random. It's, it's definitely hit or miss. But, um, yeah, so we're really looking forward to going to attending some of these networking events. We do not have our schedule put together in regards to which events we will be participating in at this moment. We're going to be figuring that out Monday when we do arrive, and uh, we'll be certainly posting that um, on Twitter stream so people can come and talk to us directly. 
Though we do know some of the more events during the show that we will be involved in. For instance, Ask the SEOs, um, a panel that Bruce will be on. Are you going to be attending that uh, session? Yes. Yes, I will definitely. Um, that's going to be um, a, a very, very good panel to go, and I encourage everybody to go. We're going to be there with um, Greg, Vanessa, Todd, um, Rhea, Aaron, Jill, and Bruce. And at that point, um, if I do find a particular um, listener that is asking a lot of questions that that we might be able here at Bruce Clay be able to help that individual out with, and I will um, hopefully be able to target him and get him into a meeting right away with Bruce or one of the sales people right there at that moment, the show. So I'm really, really looking forward to that one and, and tell the listeners I would encourage attending that. That is March 4th, um, Thursday from 1.30 to 2.30. And again, follow the Twitter stream so we can keep up with finding everything that's going on in regards to what, what we'll be doing at the show. As far as Twitter goes, how do you think that tool should be used by businesses at a conference like this? Do you have any recommendations? What we're going to be doing is um, I will be sending out tweets as we go, obviously doing the hashtag for the conference, so we can say Bruce is going to be at the booth. Bruce is going to be sitting down at uh, the Webmaster Radio booth, or he's in training, or he's in you know, speaking or a panel or wandering around. So we're going to be constantly doing that um, and letting people know that where they can find us and that we are open to scheduling meetings at that very moment, so they should encourage to stop by the booth and um, and just and talk to me directly because I'll be the one coordinating all these events and scheduling for everybody. Um, have them find me, and I can I can point them certainly in the right direction at that very moment. So I think it's going to be um, a definite source of instant gratification to all the people that are interested in discussing what Bruce Clay can provide for their companies. And I know that on the content side here, as far as being a blogger is concerned. Uh, our Twitter stream will have our updated live blog links as well as just really are going to try to make it um, an engaging way for people who are at the conference and who aren't at the conference to like take part in the activities with um, letting people know where we are, updating pictures, we're looking forward to seeing what we can really do with social media at this conference. If you want to see Bruce, a lot of the times he will be at the booth, which is number 307 at SMX West. And um, if you haven't already registered but you're interested in going, you can use the discount code SMX10BRUCEKLAY for 10% off. Um, and how can people follow you on Twitter, Shannon? Um, go ahead and follow at Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, Pool, P-O-O-L-E. And I'll be providing... Lots of fun, um, unique dialogue, and uh, we encourage retweets for um, blog posts, um, upcoming events, and any photos that we may post. Awesome. Uh, look forward to seeing you at SMX West, and hopefully others will stop by and say hello, too. Yeah, um, thanks for coming I'll on the show, Shannon. Monday, Virginia. Um, all right. After the break, Susan and SEO analyst Bradley Lease will be um, coming on the show with some thoughts to share about Google Buzz. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. 
Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use EngineReady's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. How much time do you have every day to recruit more clients, expand your business, and add more value to your service? Let WebmasterRadio.fm do the work for you. With shows like SEO Rockstars, SEO 101, and SCM Synergy, we can tailor an ad campaign that includes 30 seconds every hour and a 30-minute special every month, plus the banner ads and links you need to reach our built-in audience. What you charge an hour for service is all it takes to get started on the fast lane to growing your business. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. Hi, welcome to the SEO shop. How may I help you? Oh, hi. I'm looking for something for my website. Well, I could slip your website into a sleek web campaign. Hmm, okay. Our professional internet marketing experts can custom tailor your web campaign with our SEO services, and by the time we're finished, your website will have such high organic search rankings that it'll turn the heads off of Google, Yahoo, and Bing. I would love that. SEO-shop.com. The experts in professional internet marketing services. Let us research, plan, execute, and succeed on your web campaign today with SEO-shop.com. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Susan, and I'm here with Bradley in Virginia. And a couple weeks ago, Google announced their big new social experiment, uh, Google Buzz. It's just been a few weeks since the release, and everyone's adding their two cents to the conversation about Google's gains in the social space, so you know us. We want to comment, too. And um, we have a good cast today, because Bradley hates Buzz. (laughs) And I don't. Why do you like it? It's just like Twitter, except that it doesn't have any of the benefits and interactivity. I don't see how they're pulling the conversations into Buzz. It's only, like, voice. It's just a static, isolated uh, entity. Except that it's not. See, okay, everyone went after Google for the privacy concerns, and you're automatically following people, and, oh, no, what if I don't want to follow these people, and what if I don't want people to see? Okay, yeah, I get the privacy concerns. I understand the privacy concerns. But you want to talk to the people you already talked to, right? Yes, maybe you don't want them broadcast, but... You should follow the people that you already talked to. You already talked to them. Well, I think their fix was exactly what it should have been in the first right. place, which was, here's a list of everybody. Check which ones you want to follow. Is this the, so is this the Facebook? Well, I don't think that you should publish it. That's That was where I thought the, the fall down was. Yeah. But I, I had no problem with auto-following. I, I looked through the list of the people that they said, hey, you talk to these people most. We're going to make you automatically follow them. And you know what? They're the people I talk to most, and they're the people that I want to automatically follow. Okay, fine, not a problem. I understand that that's not the case for everyone, but for a lot of people, it was. How is it a social networking concept, though? Okay, good question, because 
I, I originally, when they put it out, what I said was, it's Google Wave crammed into Gmail. And they even kind of admitted it later on, that they had basically taken the Wave concept and poured it into Gmail. And I didn't get Wave. I tried, and I couldn't figure it out, and it was just, it was too isolated, it was too weird, it was too complex. I didn't get it. Buzz is a lot easier. And my friends, who are not, I mean, they're tech people, but they're not, like, techie people. They're just, you know, garden variety nerds, I would say. They love it. They use it all the time. I have them saying, oh, I'm going to leave Twitter for this because I never, I always forget about Twitter because it's a separate app. It's a separate location. But this is my Gmail and I'm here all the time. I like that it comes into my Gmail. So so it's a more personal version of Twitter. But again, I don't understand. A social. In order to be social media, you have to be able to broadcast out into areas that wouldn't, you wouldn't normally, conversations you wouldn't normally be in. So it's a very introverted way of looking at and it. it's not social media by the fact that well, it's not media. It's if not, you well, if you say that, then then it's saying Facebook isn't social media because Facebook is a closed. Yeah, system. but they have public profile pages that people can join groups. I don't see how there that's are public possible. there are public pages on Buzz. Are there? Yeah, if you're when you publish something publicly, you're publishing it to your followers uh, and to your public profile. I haven't I haven't delved into it enough, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, it, there, there's definitely a public aspect. Okay. And then the fact that it does tie in your wave Google Reader. And Can you make Wave public? No. No. I don't think so. I, no, especially, you couldn't even do a lot of the things that they said that you would be able to yeah, do. Yeah, they, they just weren't there with Wave. And, yeah. I mean, frankly, Wave didn't get it. I, I don't think, that, I think they were way more excited about Wave than they should have been. I'm under the impression, though, that Wave's going to come out, out with bigger and better things. I don't know. I will never know because I haven't been back to Wave since they gave it to me. Well, so you're saying a lot of the the win with Buzz was that it was put into an application that people were using all the time. Absolutely. And that didn't happen with Wave. In fact, it was like invite only. So there was none of that, like, I can try this with my friends. And, Mm. you know, everyone's already on it already. Mm -hmm. So maybe with this kind of introduction... It right. would clear the room for something like Wave. Right. When when Ooh. they introduced Gmail, it was invite only. But that worked because email is email. I can still send an email from my Gmail to your Yahoo. Yes. But I can't send a Wave to your Yahoo because it's not the same system. Right. Which is why invite only worked for Gmail because everybody wanted Gmail. It was mysterious. It was so much space. It was it, like there were advantages to having it. The only advantage to having Wave was to say that you had Wave. And then you had to, like, beg for friends because <laughs> nobody else had Wave. Right. <laughs> you know, and... It was pretty... Wave was pretty interesting. We were able to have some pretty detailed technical conversations with specific visual cues and being able to make comments. It's true, I agree, that it was abandoned pretty quickly because there just wasn't a lot of commitment to it. It's almost like a go-to-meeting environment. Right. Where people... I think for collaboration, it was amazing. Yeah. If you were collaborating on something and you needed to build a document, but you can also do, you can also build a document like that in, say, Google Docs, right? You can go in and edit something and then edit something up here and add something down here and whatever, and you can see the revisions. It's not quite as clear where the revisions are going, and you can't have the side conversation that you can, like, in Wave, but collaboratively, you could build the document that way. Um Buzz, though, I, I really like Buzz. You can com- because Buzz is like Twitter with the ability to comment directly onto the tweet. Yes. Right. right? So someone puts up their little tweet, and then 
You can like it like it's a Facebook status. You can comment on it like it's a wall. You can edit your comment afterwards. You can add a picture. You can do all of those Facebooky things hmm. with the speed and flow of Twitter. So, and I really, I, I really do like it. I, I you know, I, the more I talk about it, the more I realize that it they made it easy and they made it simple. And it was a, and obviously there are lots of problems with it: the privacy problems and the the fact that it slows down Gmail like crazy. Mm. Yeah, but. For a first step, it's a pretty good first step. I, I'm just curious to see what what Twitter's response is going to be. I mean, they got to have some grounds to the fact that they've completely <laughs> copied or ripped off their whole, all the work and all the money that they put into building that. Instead of Google buying Twitter or partnering with Twitter, they just decided to take it. I'm not too thrilled with that. Hmm. It'll be interesting. I'd say overall we can count this one as a win for Google and social, at least a good first step, like Susan said. But we're all at a time. That's it for this week's show. Check out semsynergy.com for more on this week's guest and topics, and you can follow us on Twitter at semsynergy. If you have internet marketing questions or any anything you really want to hear about here on the show, we would love to hear from you. Just send us an email at semsynergy at bruceclay.com. And come back next week for more industry info and experts. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Mm-hmm.